Hello, Worship Leader Toolbox listeners. I'm so glad you are here today, and we're going to spend a few minutes talking about nine topics that can be used for training young worship leaders, interns, and student ministry leaders in your church. Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage worship leaders and teams and practical components of local church leadership. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it's helpful for you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at worshipleadertoolbox.com, and we'd also be honored to have you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Heading now to today's episode with Tim Price. All right, it's great to be with you today, and I'm going to take a few minutes during this podcast to share some training topics, nine topics that you can use for training your worship leaders. I will let you know that this was a a note in my phone. I've been thinking about it, and I've been planning to put it together, package it up, ready for a school year of monthly sessions for some younger worship leaders in our church, students who have been involved in the student band, some others who are serving in intern-type roles. In addition to that, just my prayer that there are people in our midst who are have more potential, who are able to do more in worship leadership, and often I just forget to open up the doors for that, or just don't even think of it, or don't have time to do it, or whatever. This podcast today is a kind of a a list of nine different areas that we can use for training. I don't have details under each of the nine. Otherwise, that would be a very long podcast. So in some ways, this is just an introductory and maybe even just a holding spot for some ideas that were in my phone that I need to flesh out more and put together as the school year goes on. So here's the list of nine. Number one, the heart of a worship leader. That's the first aspect of this training module that could go for nine months. And here are some of the components without flushing into every single detail. The heart of a worship leader has to be more about God's people, more about the church, and more about the ministry of helping people worship. The heart of a worship leader has to include the fact that Jesus is number one, that music and creativity and all those things that surround worship leading is a tool, but Jesus is the ultimate worship leader and the one that we worship. Salvation is another part of that. We need to have, as the heart of a worship leader, the constant thought that we want people to know the freedom that comes from following Christ. And salvation is the step. The work of God done on the cross allows us to live freely and joyfully, giving our hearts and lives to the Lord and turning over and repenting everything to him. And then the third aspect to the heart of a worship leader is scripture and knowing God's word, and loving God's word, and being in it. And as we have those three things in our hearts and lives, then we are able to better understand our role. It's helping to shepherd people, inviting people in, helping people draw closer to God, and being a part of the servant role of leading worship. That is the essence of the heart of a worship leader. The second one, and these will go fast, and I realize again, as I've already said, Not tons of details, but I hope it's helpful today. The second one, in terms of training younger worship leaders, is the habits of a worship leader. So here are a few habits. Listening to worship music. Being in worship. 
Sometimes we get the idea that you could be a worship leader and only serve when you are on stage. And we don't want to get in that kind of rhythm in life. We want to be part of the church, part of the worshiping congregation, and fully involved and invested. And then, out of that habit and discipline of corporate worship with your people, then you're able to more effectively lead from a more connected standpoint. There's a relationship there. Listening to worship music, as I already mentioned, is also part of that, that we want to have part of those um, fabrics of just how God moves in music in our lives on a daily basis. And it's amazing when you're taking a walk in the morning, your headphones are in and you listen to songs, you know, that really, that really does add to it's, it's personal worship. And so it helps add to this, um, you know, habit of being in worship, but also learning songs and experiencing songs. Other habits, play your instrument to think about music, to spend time singing or researching or playing or practicing, rehearsing, doing all the things that are going to help you to grow in your skill, even if you aren't on the schedule for leading that week. Either leading or either just participating in the worship team in instrumentation or tech or whatever. Part of the habit of a worship leader is to be involved, to make yourself available, to be present, to be around. Maybe not to leave really quickly after things are over and to arrive a little early so that you have an opportunity to connect with people and connect with opportunities. A lot of opportunities come from somebody who is just standing there when a need arose. So those are some of the habits of a worship leader. Number three, hurdles for a worship leader. I divided this into two sections. So this is part one for the third training module. Hurdles for a worship leader. I'll just kind of list them here. Organization and administration. It's a, it's a big part of making things effective from the back end. Keeping track of people and music and chord charts. We have other podcasts on this, and it's a, it's a huge part of it, too. As a worship leader, you are, in a lot of ways, an administrator, or at least delegating administration so that you can connect with and draw in people's gifts and serving in ministry. Other hurdles include preparation and planning. For some people, this comes easier than others, but every worship ministry needs it. If you're going to have quality and growing musicianship and leadership, you're going to have to do some preparation and you're going to have to plan and you're going to have to plan ahead so people have an opportunity to actually make it happen. Learning tools and tricks. That's a hurdle sometimes because we often get comfortable with what we know. So we figure, well, that's all we need. But it's always good to become more efficient, to learn something new, to get better at something that you're already doing. Staying accountable to what you say you'll do. I know a lot of worship leaders have the reputation, kind of just stereotypical, I realize, but of kind of living more on the art side of life as opposed to the detail side of life, or however you want to describe that. Some people who are gifted with music aren't so gifted with calendars and responding and getting timely information out. And I say that lovingly because that has often been my world. But one of the hurdles for a worship leader is to stay accountable. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. If you say you're going to email somebody, you email them. If you need to respond, you respond. And the last one is about response, and that is, as worship leaders, we need to respond to people. And there's a lot of connections that happen as you lead music and worship in your church. And um, one of those things is 
that in the connections, you need to respond to texts and emails and conversations. So that's part one for hurdles for a worship leader. Here is part two. So this is number four. A few more hurdles. And again, this is for, in my mind, envisioning some of the young folks that are around me currently in terms of becoming more involved in worship ministry. So number number one as a hurdle is praying aloud. I am amazed um, how often that hurdle is really a big one for people. They don't mind singing a song. They don't mind inviting people to sing. They don't mind standing on stage. But when you invite them to pray aloud, that crosses a line. It's almost like they need to have, you know, the, they're not a pastor or they don't have the title to do that type mindset. This isn't everybody. This is just, a, you know, just a, a thought for some of the younger ones. And so I want to invite young worship leaders to pray aloud, to have the kind of confidence knowing that praying aloud is on behalf of the church, spending time just talking with the Lord. A few other hurdles, flow in worship. That's always a hurdle of, you know, how to tie songs together, how to interject, and how to help things move smoothly without people wondering what's happening next. Stage presence is often a hurdle. And sometimes it's the stage presence that is hindering because it's not engaged enough. Other times it's on the opposite end where it's hindering because it's a little too awkward or, or too much and just learning that fine balance. Another hurdle is leading and not just performing. And that is a comes with the heart of a worship leader that you are trying to help your church worship. And there are times to perform a song, but you just got to learn the difference. Choosing songs with the congregation in mind. This is a hurdle for young worship leaders especially because too often we just gravitate toward the cool or the new or the uh, awesome to us. And there is some element to you want to be enthused about the song and that's going to translate well. But if you are ministering to a certain church, demographic, region, or, or group, or a certain style of worship, you want to choose songs that are going to fit. You choose them with the congregation in mind. You don't want to choose it based on your own preference. Of course, we want to stretch people, and that's a whole other aspect to this. But learning how to transition songs, being a good band member is a huge part of being a good worship leader. And the last hurdle is just being a good leader in general. And some of that means inserting yourself. And when Jesus talks about serving, he doesn't mean that we become so humble or so meek that we just stand back and, and don't interject any thoughts. God's given these young worship leaders gifts and music and skill and desires. And so we want to encourage them to lead by being a servant, by humbly inserting themselves into the the work and, and sharing their ideas, holding them loosely so it's not an issue of trying to, you know, micromanage or anything like that. All right. So we're moving on to the next little segment of training. If this is a a school year of training, and we're doing one each month. This next one is the happy worship leader. Worship leaders need to be happy people. Here's a few of those things. Contentment in your ministry role. To just trust that God has you where you need to be. Secondly, we need to be optimistic. And I know there's a lot of things that go on in worship and, and really in every aspect of church ministry. And you come down to it, every aspect of life. You can always see the negative side of things. It's just that in worship ministry, sometimes the negative things play out 
in a bigger and grander way because they're on stage, they're in front of people, and they're more visible and highlighted than some other ministries in the church that are more behind the scenes. So worship leaders just naturally need to think more optimistically to say, yeah, yeah, we kind of derailed that song, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep plugging away and we're going to keep making it work. And uh, the Lord always uses it or what, whatever is going to be for those times when things don't go exactly right. Happy worship leaders are thankful for their church. They love the people. They invite others in. They get along with the team and they encourage one another. And all those characteristics help give a contentment to our lives that allow us to lead worship for a long, long time, whether it's in you know, different contexts or whether it's the same place. All right, moving on to the next month segment. And uh, again, this is um, a list of training ideas, monthly training ideas that I had made note of to work with the younger worship leaders and others in our church for the next school year. So before we get to this second half of the list, we'll just take a quick time out here for this little anchor commercial. And then we'll do the last three. The list so far, the heart of a worship leader, number one. The habits of a worship leader, number two. Humility of a worship leader, number three. Hurdles for a worship leader, part one and part two. That's four and five. The happy worship leader is number six. And now we're moving on to the last three of this list. The holy worship leader. And this is an aspect that we want to make sure that we are conveying to our worship teams as a whole, not just the worship leaders, but we want to make sure that we are careful with things that happen off stage as much as the things that happen on stage. If there isn't a congruency between off stage and on stage life of a worship leader, then it becomes really tough to continue to lead. God calls us in scripture to be holy as he is holy. And so here are a few of those things and especially for young people. Careful on social media. It's kind of interesting and easy sometimes to to go through scrolling, liking things, and being a part of things that really aren't holy. And so uh, not only do we want to keep our social media pages solid and uplifting and, and God-glorifying, we want to make sure that we're not drifting into other areas where people are going to see our interactions and our responses. Everybody is going to be watching that in some fashion or another. Offstage words are important as much as on stage. So you want to make sure that you are uh, connecting with people in a in a godlike way, that you're living out your Christian life as a holy worship leader. Integrity is important. Holiness, just the aspect of seeking God and desiring that his ways would fill our lives. And especially in the in the, the things in life that are, you know, well, everybody has a different kind of thing, but there are some things that pull us down that entangles us. And the prayer really is, is that we would release those things that entangle us and run toward the prize of God. And uh, scripture calls us to do that. There's another scripture that would fall into this category. All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Paul says that. And I think about that a lot when I think about leading younger people. There are some things that as a 40-something guy that I'll never do, mainly because I believe so important to model it for the next generation. So one of those little small things is I never drink alcohol. And I know that's a, you know, it's, it's a big topic. We could talk about that all day and it, so many different views and takes on it. But here's one of my basic takes, and that is, is that I do a lot of ministry with people who are younger. And I don't want to be the person 
that gives them the impression that it's totally fine. I consider my life to be happy and fulfilled and exciting and and just an awesome, blessed life. I'm so thankful. And um, and I don't need that to make that happen. And I want to witness to that. And that's just one tiny example of all things are permissible, of course. We're free. But not all things are beneficial. And so I praise the Lord for that. All right, number eight of nine. Helpful worship leader. It's one of the things that we want people to be in our church. To learn all you can to be helpful, to be available in your church, to do what is needed, to sign up and volunteer for opportunities. And this isn't just for our church right now. I'm thinking more about the students who will grow up in our church and the young adults who are serving in our church and where their lives are going to take them, where they'll be landing eventually and where they'll wind up and the churches that they will become a part of. And I want those churches to look and say, wow, the church you were a part of really helped you become what is needed to help grow the church here. What you have experienced and what you know is a gift to us. And so I want to encourage our young people to be helpful worship leaders in our church now so that they'll eventually be in other places. When students graduate from our ministry in our church and when young adults wind up finding the place where they're going to live for the first part of their lives, I want them to sign up, audition, and connect with the worship teams in the churches that they attend. I want them to be a part of that. I don't want them just to use these gifts now and then let them go dormant. And then another thing to be helpful is to always be on time, ready to lend a hand. If you're always barely there, you'll never have the opportunity to help people. And so that's a a huge part of just being helpful in general. And when I mean barely there, I don't mean, you know, they're kind of like tired or half-heartedly. I mean, when you show up at one minute to spare, you're never going to get those opportunities to stand around for a minute and say, hey, yeah, I can help you this. I can move this. We can put this together or whatever. Number nine, this is the part of the list that could go on and I haven't even finished it all. It's kind of the half-baked part of the list. The last H, number nine, hodgepodge stuff for worship leaders. In fact, if I'm doing the training for nine months, I might even do this first. And here's just a few of those things in here. Learning the apps and the tools that are needed for effective worship leaders in the modern age. Most often churches are using planning center or some other tool or service to schedule people. And getting those things on your phone and texting you reminders and all those things is going to help. Planning center as a whole, learning how to navigate through to learn songs and listen to songs beforehand and make sure you know everything you got to know before you come. Dress code. This is important stuff that is so much easier to say early than later. I just read a sign somewhere that said, lift up your arms, then touch your toes. If anything shows, go change your clothes. <laughs> I thought that's a that's a good little reminder. It sounds like summer camp, I realize, but but it is true that We don't want to be a hindrance, not caring about modesty and all those things. And there is something different. If you just show up to a church service and you're just hanging out and sitting in the pews and the chairs and and worshiping the Lord and singing and getting ready to head out for the rest of the afternoon, that's a certain level. And then there's this other level where you are in front, you are helping to lead, and you're holding the microphone and you're speaking and you're leading the church. And as a result, you want to make sure that you are... Uh, doing everything you can to not be a hindrance. And dress code is definitely part of that. And there's a few other hodgepodge things for worship leaders. And that is um, the list that will continue to grow and build as as we 
put this little training together. So there they are, the nine things that have been in my phone for probably months now. And it doesn't really matter when you start these or how you would go through these, but each of them are things that I want to share with our young adults in our midst. And I hope that they are helpful for you today. Thank you for being a part of the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast today. So thankful that you're listening. And if you haven't had a chance lately, would love to have you visit the uh, website, worshipleadertoolbox.com and listen to other podcasts that you haven't listened to. And we're uh, thankful for the connection and thankful for your serving in kingdom work in your church, wherever you are. And we give God thanks for you. We believe in the Worship Leader Toolbox and the work we're able to accomplish by the grace of God and with your partnership. There are two simple ways to support this podcast. And the first one is by clicking the support button and commit to sponsoring us on a monthly basis. And with any contribution of 99 cents or more, we will send you a free gift. The second way is through Amazon Smile. Just go to worshipleadertoolbox.com slash Amazon to set the one-time link up that allows Harvest to receive a small percentage of your Amazon purchase.